I've written for some brands, some magazines, and of course on our website's blog. So these are the things that I do. I love helping people in any way that I can. Well, that's really amazing. I, with all the things that you just mentioned, I think you are a wonder woman right now. <laughs> Thank you. I try to. <laughs> I try to, to do what I can. Hope you are doing fine. Life is a continuum. If you agree, let's discuss things that matters to you, the young professionals, your family, to the society, and to the world. This is your host, Ashing. Hi guys, thank you so much for listening again here in TLT or the live community. I mean, the live continue. All right, so I am so happy because you have another guest. Um, she is a communication consultant and author. In 2010, she established Communicare training and development to help people become effective and confident communicators. She has developed and conducted learning programs on business communication, business writing, and speaking skills for various corporations and thousands of individuals from around the world. Moreover, she is the host of Live Talk, an online talk show. Passionate about writing, um, she is the author of the children's book, How Lisa Learned to Listen and Skip, Skip, Skip. Everyone, please welcome Monica Prado. And please take note, she is also a loving wife and a mother. Hi, Miss Monica. Hi, thank you so much for having me here. Yay, we're really, really good. Finally, we will be able to have this type of episode here in TLT. Everyone is really looking forward to this one. And before we begin, can you um, tell us more or a little bit about yourself so that they will know about you? Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Uh, first of all, I'm a, mo- I'm a mother and a wife. So these are my two favorite roles. But outside these roles, I'm also a communication consultant. So like what you said in 2010, I put up Communicare training and development to help people learn how to be confident and effective communicators. So in different aspects of communication, writing, speaking so we help people with their communication skills and i'm also an author i have two children's books and i'm a writer so i've written for some brands some magazines and of course on our website's blog so these are the things that i do i love helping people in any way that i can well that's really amazing i with all the things that you just mentioned, I think you are a wonder woman right now. <laughs> Thank you. I try to. <laughs> I try to, to do what I can, but, you know, it's not always easy. But thank you. I see. Because even right now, even though I'm not a mom, like, it's even hard for me to handle and manage time, especially with all the things that we really want to do in life right now. So you are mm-hmm. really, really amazing. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you. But you know, it's a very fulfilling role. And I love writing. I've always wanted to write. Mm -hmm. And I've always wanted to write books. But then you know what, when I became a mother, that's when I got to publish books. So Yeah, so some people would say, you know, when you're a mom, you can't do this. Or when I got engaged, actually, when I got engaged, people were already telling me, you know, you can't do this anymore, or this mm-hmm. and that. You can't travel. You can't focus on your career because you're going to get married. You're going to have kids. But you know what? The opposite happened. After I got married, that's when I got to, I took up my master's and I finished wow. it. I was able to put up Communicare and mm-hmm. do a lot of, of the things that I've always wanted to do. And I'm also thankful because I have a very supportive husband. But I'm not sharing this just to share, oh, these are the things I've uh-huh. done so far. But no, it's just that maybe for women who are listening right now, because people would think that you know when you're a wife already or when you're a mom, you can't do other things. Yeah. I, it's not the case. It's not the case, at least for me, because I have a very supportive husband and I think even motherhood paved the way for some of the things that I've always wanted to do, like write. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I agree with you. And you know what, speaking of writing and also, I really want to ask you, do you also read books, especially during the pandemic? Like we have a lot of time to spend it in our home with with our family, we really have a lot of spare time. So how often do you read books? You know, I've always loved reading books. I can't remember what age I started reading books, but for as long as I can remember, I've always loved reading books. I think as early as seven, I was reading a lot of short stories. Wow. Then during the pandemic, Actually, I didn't have a lot of time because we had to pivot when it when uh, I'm talking about our our business. Mm-hmm. We had to pivot from doing classroom sessions to online learning. We had to go 100% online, so I actually had less time during the pandemic to read. Mm-hmm. But I still made sure that I I read, and even now, so regardless of the time i make sure that i read so every morning your question how how often every morning after you know my morning routine before i start working i read the bible and then all throughout the day i still read self-help books so i read again self-help books that i have at home or in the office i just open the book to random pages and then i read and then at night usually that's when i read whatever whatever book that i am trying to finish so i read many times during the day and regardless of how much time i have how much spare time i have i just make sure that i allot time for reading Wow, wow. So I, I really love it that you're spending, especially your morning, first thing in the morning, you always read the Bible. So I'm really happy to hear that because that's what I also have been trying to apply in my life as well. So happy to know that there's another woman who's trying, who's also doing that. And yeah, with all those books that you've mentioned and, you know, with all those um, times in the day that you, you've been reading books, I know that there are a lot of messages that you to get from the books so can you share us at least one message that you get from from all those books that you've been reading 
Mm-hmm. It's a little hard. <laughs> I mean, I've been thinking about it. It's a little hard to pinpoint only one thing because mm-hmm. usually I get, I ask a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. I ask a lot of questions and I usually find the answers in books. And usually I get the, the answer that I need at the moment through books. You know what they say? God talk to you, talks to you in, in different ways. And usually it's in ways that you are accustomed to. And with me, a lot of the times it's through books. So it's hard to, to pinpoint one. But I love, I love the gospel and I love the message that God will always provide, especially during this pandemic. And it's, I'm not just talking about you know, financial needs, but whatever that you need, God will provide. So if I can pinpoint one, then that would be it. But there are a lot of messages depending on what I need at the moment. Wow. Um, is there any um, life verse or verse in the Bible that you can share to our listeners right now that really mm-hmm. speaks to you throughout the pandemic season? Yeah. Commit all your plans to the Lord. And what is that? Because it has different versions. <laughs> yeah. All your plans to the Lord and your plans will succeed. So that one is my my favorite wow and i really love that you mentioned that all of your questions are answered through books and i really want to know now what are those um things that you think are a good thing if people will read a book like what are those advantages especially those um who are working right now most of the young adults and young professionals it's really hard for them to find time to read books and most of them they really doesn't like consider books as a source of knowledge or you know a good a good thing to spend their time with because there are a lot of distractions right now as we we know as we all know there are a lot of online shopping Lazada and Shopee and also like Netflix and all of that so what are those things that you see that are good for people who want to read books? Mm-hmm. In our communication training programs, I always encourage our participants to read, especially if they want to improve their English proficiency. Because when you read, you get to see how sentences are structured. You get to improve your vocabulary. You learn new words. I would tell them to, if you, if you find there a word that is new to you, you look for it in the dictionary and then immediately you use it. So that is one, you improve your English proficiency. It also helps you grow and learn because books take you to places. It gives you access to a lot of things that you don't have access yeah. to. Maybe Physically, you cannot leave right now because of the pandemic. But by reading, you get to also you also get to learn about people from other places, or even if it's a fiction world, you know, fictional world. You get to you get to learn about other people's perspectives. So it really helps you grow. It helps you learn. It opens your eyes to many things. And I understand that some people don't like reading but it's good to a lot of few minutes a day to read yes yes i really agree with you and there's this one statement i don't know if i've uh, read it in instagram or somewhere but i really believe that today a reader tomorrow a leader right Mm -hmm. 
Yes, yes. That's really an awesome um, statement. So um, right now, I really want to know if you can recommend um, a few books to our listeners right now that you think are very helpful for them to improve their communication skills or probably how they can go through through the in adulting good. Mm-hmm. I would always recommend to start off with books that tackle topics that you are interested in. Mm-hmm. Because growing up, I think that's one of the reasons a lot of people don't like reading. It's because when we were in school, we were required to read a lot about topics that we're not we weren't interested in. Yeah. <laughs> so, so for example, you don't like history, but you have to read pages one to fifteen. Mm-hmm, yeah. So you get bored, right? So if you're trying to develop the habit of reading, start off with topics that interest you. So for example, if you are into crime and and thriller books, you know, get into that first. And once you have developed the love for reading, then you go ahead and start reading about other topics. If you want to develop your English proficiency, then I would say read articles online. You know, it doesn't need to be a very thick book, like go to Forbes.com. They have a lot of good articles there. Or if you want to grow as a person, then go for self-help books. Wow. Thank you for that one. And you know what? I really admire people or especially women who really love reading books. And I think it's even like Julie Sweet or Julia Sweet, like the new CEO of, of Accenture. She also loves uh, reading books and she recommended, I think one book, it's about also communication, how you should uh, communicate well to your people and to your team. And I think that's one of the great um, things that leaders or aspiring leaders should do right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you, there are a lot of books out there and just find whatever speaks to you at the moment. Like for example, right now I'm reading Live Free by Devon Franklin. He um, He's talking about how you can live your life free from the control of other other people's thoughts, situations, or expectations from you. I just started reading, but I'm already hooked. So <laughs> let's see how it goes. But if you're going to ask me, well, personally, my, my favorites are self-help books. Mm-hmm. I love God Never Blinks and God is Always Hiring. Both books are by Regina Brett. I love books by Paolo Coelho. Mm-hmm. I also love... Oprah, Oprah's books. Yeah, yes. Yes, The Wisdom of Sundays. Mm -hmm. So that one, I I have it on my shelf. And when I'm not feeling so good on certain days, I just open it randomly to whatever page and then read whatever I see in front of me. So these are some of the books that I love. I I love, I, I read different genres. So it's a little hard to pinpoint just one. Perhaps if you can tell me what genre, or then I can, I can think of something. <laughs> well, I really can't ask or like mention a genre as of now because I also read a lot of books. And like I have certain books, let's say a book for like when I'm on a vacation, a book when I'm on my way to work, or when I'm a book when, whenever if, if I'm bored or you know things like that. So I don't know, but I, do you watch or have you 
Uh, have you tried watching Gilmore Girls? Oh yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> you know Rory? Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Yes, yes, Rory, yes. She is also a reader. Like that's one of the like seasons or series that really influenced me in reading books. Oh, that's great. Yes, I love the Gilmore Girls. <laughs> well, it's really good to know about that one. Now, regarding communication, we really want to know if you can share a few tips on how we can improve our communication, especially now that everyone are like forced to do all the meetings virtually. So do you have any tips right now for everyone who are listening? Number one is really practice. Mm -hmm. Really, you just have to practice because the more that you do it, the more comfortable you become. And what I've observed in our participants, and we've trained thousands, mm -hmm. thousands, and regardless of age, of rank, regardless of, of nationality, it, one thing that's very common is overanalyzing <laughs> overanalyzing so our participants would always be caught up in the past i made this mistake i had this traumatizing experience in the past and of course we acknowledge that but if you're always focused on the past and then you're also focused on the future what if it happens again what if i make a mistake what if mm -hmm. they laugh at me so the overanalyzing overthinking about all the things that happened to you in the past and then the things that may happen in the future these things these thoughts usually paralyze us so i would tell our participants number one is just take the plunge do it and then practice so that's number one really practice and number two is preparedness because if you are prepared with what you're going to say at least you know what you're supposed to talk about you know who you are going to speak with and that will really lessen the nervousness so preparedness is really key so those two things you just practice you also prepare and uh, and finally i always say this practice makes progress mm -hmm. practice makes progress and don't aim for perfection so that's number three don't aim for perfection a lot of people aim for perfection instead aim for progress so you're prepared you're practicing and if you make a mistake now just try to see how you can improve how you can make some progress and not really be a perfect speaker no one is perfect yeah. even i i learn and continuously evolve as a speaker so do not aim to have zero mistakes mistakes really happen but after you make that mistake what are you going to do about it yeah yeah i agree with you now you mentioned like aim for progress so can you share a few, at least a few um, common mistakes that you see from your participants? Mm -hmm. One mistake is what I mentioned earlier, overanalyzing mm -hmm. things. Like what if I make a mistake or this happened to me in the past? So yeah. that's one. Number two would be coming unprepared just mm -hmm. trying to wing it mm -hmm. and you know we we have in in the philippines we have this saying Bahala na si batman yeah. <laughs> so, you know you can't do that in communication i've conducted some programs 
so many times. I can remember, like business writing, I conducted every week. I've conducted certain trainings. Or I've talked about certain topics for more than a decade. But believe it or not, a day before my speaking engagement, I still study and I still prepare. So much preparation goes into the materials because you can never be complacent and you can never wing it. So if you are going to just try to wing it, whether it's writing or speaking, then you are setting yourself up for disaster. I see. Yeah, yeah, that's really nice. Um, I, I think that advice, like to really prepare yourself before the day, because not all the time, like you really have to like keep the show going, even though you're unprepared, because that's really not a good practice. Because as much as possible, you have to give all your best in everything that you do, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you know, the greatest speakers have prepared all their lives. So when I say I practice the day mm-hmm. before, it's more of how I'm going to do, you know, just the flow, visualizing it. Mm-hmm. But before that day, a lot of preparation comes in, into play. I read a lot, like what I said. I read every day. I talk to people and all these things come into play when you're speaking in front. You know, you just cannot deliver a script. You have to speak from the heart and speak based on, on what you know and what, what value you can offer to people. So the greatest speakers have prepared all their lives. Wow, wow, that's amazing. Now, I, I think I can like put that one in my heart and apply that one in my next episodes. That's really great. And you know, one thing when you mentioned that people or most of your participants would really like still think from the past, I think that's one, at, at least for some instances, I've also experienced that like during my college days, like, oh, I made this mistake in front of all the student buddies, so probably I should not do that one. Or I'm really, really scared to get out of my comfort zone. Now, I think, um, and also one, I know, one thing I noticed is that mo- the most common mistake that people in my age do when communicating, um, we always use fillers. Do you think that's bad or to keep using fillers? Or what do you think? We discourage our participants to, we discourage them rather from mm-hmm using or saying fillers because when you say fillers it signals that you lack confidence and preparedness so whenever we do speaking skills training programs presentation skills training programs we even count their fillers (laughs) during the speaking Yes, and we tell them, okay, you had 27 fillers in three minutes, and that happened. So we tell them, we discourage them. Oh, that's really great. That's really great to know. And one of the um, people that I know, I mean, one of the person that I know before, she gave an advice that in order for you to avoid a filler, you should think of a word to replace those fillers. Let's say, for example, um, um, that's a filler, right? Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and then she mentioned that, all right, so you can think of to a single word or two, let's say, for example, you know, you, you can use that one to replace the fillers. Is that, what do you think about that one? Well, each speaker has his or her own style, but yeah. for me, if you replace one filler with another word, then that new word can still be a filler. So mm. what, like for example, if you replace um with 
with you know then you might you may say you know 10 times and it will still be a filler because when you say filler it's not just ah uh, or um but mm -hmm. it can be a word that you are using to fill in the gaps or yeah. a word or a sound that you are saying because you are nervous and you don't know what yeah what what you want to say next so instead what we do in our training programs is we help them become more aware because the more aware that you are then the more that you are able to stop it so you can actually just be conscious about it and when you are tempted to stay a filler you pause mm -hmm. and then you talk again okay that's new to me that's really nice because most of the time, I, I was really thinking that pausing for about two or five seconds, it's really like bad. It, it gives a very bad impression to the person that you're talking to. Mm -hmm. Well, pauses can mean different things. Mm -hmm. You may pause because you want your audience to listen to you. Or you may pause because you want to emphasize a certain thing. Mm -hmm. So pausing every now and then is not necessarily bad, but it becomes a sign of lack of confidence if the pause is too long and too frequent. Right, yeah, I agree. Okay, so with that one, do you think um, with from fillers, let's jump into the accent because most you know communicators they have different styles and also they have different accents right so do you think accent affects how you communicate your message mm -hmm. we have to acknowledge that people have different accents mm -hmm. and it's also because of the place where they grew up or yeah. where they're from so we have to acknowledge that and we have to understand that not everyone has the american accent or british accent yeah. and i think that we filipinos are actually too hard on ourselves right if you are going to go to other countries like japan korea we adjust to them yeah, but here in exactly. philippines right we adjust to them we we try to use body language hand signals just to be able to understand them and for them to understand us but here in the philippines you mispronounce a certain word and people laugh at you people make fun of you so i would actually tell them that you know don't make fun of each other and be kind to yourself actually i don't find it funny when they send me videos of beauty pageant contestants mispronouncing mm -hmm. certain words or or committing grammatical errors i don't laugh <laughs> i don't laugh at all and it might seem funny because i i teach communication yeah. and people would expect me to bash these people but no i don't because i i actually think that we filipinos should have or should be allowed or beauty not me i'm not joining any beauty pageant <laughs> beauty pageant contestants from the philippines should be allowed translators for me because what wow. if, why, why is it that other countries can do it and we can't do it, right? We expect ourselves to be very good at speaking in English. And we just have to accept that some people are from the provinces. Now, if you're wondering, does it, does it affect communication? It affects when you mispronounce certain English words and the foreigners cannot understand you. Yeah. So, for example, if you mispronounce E... And you interchange E, for example, with I, mm -hmm. and you are talking with an American, then that American might not understand you. And so that might be a 
cause of miscommunication, misunderstanding. But my point is that if someone, if a fellow Filipino commits a mistake or a grammatical error, then do not laugh at that person because it's not our English is not our first language and you yeah. cannot expect Filipinos to have the American accent. If you want to improve how you sound, then I what I suggest to participants, our participants, is have a neutral accent. Neutral accent is an accent that everyone can understand. But there's no need to make fun of other people just they just because they cannot pronounce a certain word or just because they committed a grammatical error. Right, right. I really love it when you, especially when you said that you don't laugh at, at things when people commit mistakes. Because I think that's one of the like mindset that our, that Filipinos really um, instill in their minds. And I really also don't appreciate those things because each one of us, we are trying to improve ourselves. We're trying to give our best in every every time that we, we talk with people, especially with our clients, with our coworkers. And that thing, I, I really hope that all our listeners will really uh, take that into, into consideration, that they will try and understand the people that they are talking to. That's really, really important. Yes, and a lot of people get traumatized by these. It may just be one incident. Like, for example, oh, when I was in grade school, the whole class laughed at me because I mispronounced a word. And that one particular incident can be carried on by that person all his life. Yeah and really make that person lose his self-confidence. So these simple bashing can actually affect people's self-confidence and they they just get scared even though for example we've had we, we've had participants who are already professionals mm -hmm. they still are traumatized by these experiences in the past. So I highly discourage that. Let's be kind to one another. Yes, definitely. So please, everyone, let's be kind to one another. All right. And um, Miss Monica, uh, I really want to know for, or to ask you, why is it important to practice or to improve our communication skills? Mm -hmm. It's so important because whether we like it or not, mm -hmm. whether we are aware of it or not, we communicate. This is something that we do every day, even while we are asleep. <laughs> you know, there are studies that show that how you sleep actually says something about you. That's still communication. So it's so important to communicate because it's something that we do every day. And also, regardless of what your job is, you need to speak, you need to write, and no matter how good you are at your technical job, let's say you are an accountant, mm -hmm. no matter how good you are at doing accounting work, you still need to send emails, you still need to report, you still need to attend meetings, and what do you do? You have to communicate, you need to speak, you need to write, so you have to make sure that you are able to get your across in your message in an effective manner, and this is why communicating is so important yeah yeah I agree with you and you know what regarding on learning how to improve your communicate communication guys um, please do check out her account she is um 
handling or she is the founder of the communicator training and you can find that one on instagram as well so um one thing i really like about your page the instagram page is that you have this big ask communicator segments right and i really love it because it's also one of the, the things I really look forward whenever I check your account because I, I have a lot of learning, especially on the tips. Like, for example, right now, how you, you mentioned one thing there that how you should um, go and attend a virtual meeting. So one of that is to really like present, dress well, and you should be aware of like your posture and also like how the time and all of that. So guys, please do check her um, account and also try to check everything there. If you want to have a training with her, then probably you can check out her um, website. Do you have a website right now, Ms. Monica? Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you for all the kind words. I'm glad to know that Ask Communicare has been of help to you. And yes, we have a website. It's www.communicaretraining.com. And for our Instagram and Facebook accounts, it's also Communicare Training. So they may just search for Communicare Training. Oh. All right, guys, please do check out all those um, accounts, especially their website. And I promise to you that you will learn a lot of things, not just about communication, but about like how to really enjoy your life as well. All right, so Miss Monica, before we end this episode, do you have any message, a special message to everyone who are listening right now, especially those who are trying to traverse their adulthood or their career path? Mm -hmm. Well, since we have been talking about reading, mm -hmm. so number one is, yes, I encourage you to read every day and it doesn't need to be a whole book. You may just read one paragraph. It may just be a few pages. Find a book that you, that makes you that interests you. So number one is to read. Number two is when it comes to communication, just know that anyone can be an effective and, and a confident communicator. You just have to practice, aim for progress, and always be prepared. And finally is always strive for growth. We always have, we are always blessed with so many opportunities to grow. And it's really just up to us if we are going to open our eyes and take all these opportunities. But there are always opportunities for growth. And just like, you know, your podcast. <laughs> so yeah. this is a very good initiative. Instead of you stalking people on social media right social media by the way it's not gen it's not necessarily bad but it's also mm -hmm. how you use it so for example who are the people you follow on social media are you and when you do check social media is it because you are just buying time and so you're stalking all your friends what they're doing today and then feeling envious i wish i were there too you know instead of doing that make use of every moment to grow and find yourself and how you can be the best version of yourself so you may use social media to follow people who inspire you and you may listen to podcasts yeah. you know a lot of few moments a day for self-growth wow thank you that's really wonderful i really love all the message and hopefully our audience will write all those tips and all those messages 
guys, please do take it in heart and um, take note of those things. I promise you that it will really help you in your adulting hood. All right, so Miss Monica, thank you so much for your time today and for sharing your skills and your knowledge, especially your personal stories. We really, really love those things. And everyone, thank you for tuning in today. And this is your host, Ashing Amping. Miss Monica, thank you so much. Thank you so much again for having me and thank you for listening. Bye.